door, trying to get inside. Kennedy scores! And will cater in. He has a crossbar! Kennedy looking center shot. You're listening to Impact Sports Radio, and this is Behind the Mask with your host, David DeFever. Hello and welcome back to the studio of 88.9 FM Impact Sports. We are in the basement of Holden Halls here on the beautiful campus of Michigan State University. Alongside with me, once again, the voice of MSU Hockey joins me, Scott Moore. Scott, how are we doing today? I'm doing all right today, David. I'm, uh, you know, even though the Spartans lost on senior night, uh, still it was a, a good couple of periods coming back from behind, so I'm feeling pretty good about things. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, the end of the Big Ten season and the regular season came to an end last night. Obviously, this past weekend they played Wisconsin, ranked number five. A very competitive team and all around very strong team as as we saw mm-hmm. on Friday and going into Saturday. Um, you know, on this episode of Behind the Mask, we're going to be touching on Michigan State hockey as the season as a whole. This the past this past weekend against Wisconsin and and the Big Ten tournament and what we see for the future Spartans and you know what they ultimately need to do in order to possibly get a bid for the NCAA tournament. Um, I mean, we saw a lot of good things from this past weekend and if you would have said you know Michigan State was going to be in one goal games against Wisconsin at the beginning of the season I don't think anyone would have believed us but Friday night we welcome Wisconsin they get a one nothing lead early just a great tip out front by LeBate Hildy couldn't see it so be it but still an early goal once again against the Spartans but they didn't die down after that they came back got the lead and they never I mean they gave it up, but they never went down again and ended right. up winning in overtime. Scott, I mean, we you've been covering this team for years, and, you know, you and me have been in the press box together talking here and there what this team needs to do to get better, how to compete harder. What did you like about the Spartans this past weekend and, and it being the last weekend of regular season play? Well, there, there seemed to be a sense of urgency on Friday night and to some extent on Saturday in the second and third periods. There, there was a good sense of urgency that these guys knew that they needed to come back and, and, and needed to get back into those games, and they did it. Um, you know, there was a point in this season where if they had gone down by three goals, like they did in both games, you would have said game over. There's just no offense on the team. There's no way they can come back. But that has changed now here late in the season. I think a lot of that's because they've gotten a little confidence. They've done it a couple of times, Mm -hmm. and and they've gotten some confidence now, and they know they can score. So uh, that's a good sign going into a a one-and-done postseason tournament. Yeah, and it all started with Michigan last uh Last weekend, I mean, in in Ann Arbor, they got spanked seven one. Kind of got a taste of their own medicine or I'd whatever you want to call spanking it. Spanking is probably a pretty mild term. For yeah, <laughs> we're we're gonna take it easy on them for that. But then the following night, it seemed as if it was gonna be a repeat of a seven to one. But then the Spartans came back. It you know, Yanikov gets called after Hildebrand gets pulled. Plays probably one of his best games of his career and said it was extremely emotional for him, for his team. It was like they threw in Yannikev and they almost had like, it was like a rebirth almost. Well, it was it was a combination, I think, of not only putting Will Yannikev in to start the second period, 
but also the conversation that uh, Coach Anastas had with him during the timeout after they went down 2 nothing, And he said that he really got, just kind of refocused him and, and said, you know, let's win the next shift, and then let's win the next shift after that. And just keeping keep winning each shift. Every time you hit the ice, make sure that you give everything you have and, you know, go back to that 100%, 100% of the time attack mentality that they've been preaching because they really weren't doing that at the start of that Saturday game against Michigan. It's eerie how similar the two games against Michigan started mm-hmm. with with a pair of goals and then the Spartans coming back and, and, and getting the third goal of the game, which I've always said is the most important goal of the game because of momentum shifts and all that. So it's just, it was really spooky to to see that happen again on Saturday and then see the guys refocus and play some of their best hockey of the season after that had happened and uh, to come back and, and get the win against Michigan. Yeah, and, now, and then they basically took that momentum and then, I mean, I think Wisconsin's better than Michigan. I mean, it shows their top five ranking, but... I mean, Wisconsin's a big team. Like, they got some big bodies up front. And a goalie, uh, Joel Rumpel, has been playing great all season. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the top in the league, if not one of the best. Um, but it, it was almost a repeat. You know, an early an early uh, goal given up. I mean, I would say it was that's, – that's a – a scorer's goal, or what do they say? A goal scorer's goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was a pretty goal. Like you can't really yeah. say anything bad about it, uh, and you know, with Hildebrand not being able to see it, but it was just one of those early starts, kind of like uh, one nothing already, and it was only two minutes in. So I mean, I can understand like we've seen previously how this team's like they've you know played a heck of a period, then late in the first they've given up a goal, and that kind of that kind mm-hmm. that can really damage a team going in after the first twenty minutes, but. After that goal, it seemed, you know, the first period was pretty even. And then the second and third, we saw battles back and forth where Michigan State had control of the puck most of the time. And they could have scored more than four goals. They should have scored more than four oh, goals. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and and that's the thing that gives you hope going into a conference tournament. Yeah. Because of the fact that you just took number five in the nation to task on Friday night. Mm-hmm. You came back and, and won the game. And base, basically took that game from them. Michigan State had had no right beating number five in the nation after they gave up that that early goal, but they came back and they got the job done. And and even though Wisconsin came back and there were those ebbs and flows in the game that you talk about, you know, Michigan State up big and then Wisconsin battles back and ties it. And and you're thinking, okay, here we go. But you know, these guys, all season long. The quit has not been in their vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys play, and even Mike Eves told me that during our pregame interview. I, I asked him, "What did you learn about Michigan State three weeks ago up in Madison?" And he said, "I heard, I learned that they compete from the drop of the puck to the end of the game, and uh, that's what we saw uh, both Friday and Saturday against Wisconsin this weekend." Yeah, and um, we talk about how they. You know, went down one nothing. They battle back, and then ultimate and ultimately end up winning in overtime on could be a questionable call on a slashing. Not sure. Um, 
from what I saw in the scrum, I just saw Sparantino skating away holding his wrist. So that's why I was kind of like, oh, well, you know, what's going on there? And then the I didn't even know a penalty was even called until the guy walked, sat in the box. And then, you know, Wisconsin coach a little livid. And then Lee Reimer buries a goal, which is nice. Senior, you know, mm-hmm. getting his last efforts in here as a Michigan mm-hmm. State Spartan, buries a goal in overtime. And yet another power play goal. Something this team has been struggling to do is putting points on the board, scoring goals, and and getting their special teams, you know, in a groove. And right. Friday night they go three for three. Uh, you know, completely unexpected. Yeah. Because Wisconsin's penalty kill was tops in the in the league, both overall and in conference play, going into Friday night's game. And the three for three that Michigan State hung on them dropped them down to second place. Uh, in uh, overall, I, I believe it was overall that they dropped down a, a notch, but uh, it, it is a very good penalty kill, and a lot of that's because they have an older, more experienced team, uh, and like you said, it, it, they're big. They've got a lot of big players, and they've got, I think it's seven seniors and a couple other juniors or sophomores, Cordelis and uh, and McCabe, who may not be uh, playing in, in the college ranks next year, too. A lot of people are expecting them to go pro at the end of the season. So, uh, you know, they've got a lot of experience and a lot of talent on that team. So for Michigan State to go three for three on the power play and then add another one on Saturday night, yeah. you know, that just was uh, icing on the cake. You know, any time that, that, uh, that a struggling power play can score and score and score again, yeah, now now you know that something's going on pretty good with this team, and and again you keep saying it, but it's nice to see that going into the tournament. Yeah, I know, and and as you say, it's nice to go on in the tournament. The momentum that they've been building in these last three games has almost been perfect because you know the uh, Friday night and Saturday night, uh, you know, talking to Wolf, talking to guys in the locker room, they're saying. You know, this this is the time that we need to be hot. You know, we have nothing to lose. Like, we're going to be, I mean, with, with the seeding and everything, fourth or fifth or whatever, with mm-hmm. people losing, winning in, in different areas, they, they were going to play Ohio State. They were. Oh, yeah, the the only difference would have been whether they got no. last change, which when, you, when you're playing a team with Ryan Dezingle, that can be important yeah. because you want your best defensive players on the ice when he's on the ice. Yeah. But, I, I mean, when we're in the locker room, we're talking, they're saying, you know, we got nothing to lose. You know, we're, we're going out there to have fun, which everyone should do. But it, it's towards the end of the season, you know. And and they're like, all right, well, let's just lay it all out on the line. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's perfect that this team is grabbing this momentum going into the tournament to not only help their confidence, but it seems as if they're finding their game. And I talked to Lee uh, Reimer on Friday night, and he said, you know, our team is starting finally to come together, and we've been getting character wins. Mm-hmm. I like how he, I like how he said that because, he, I mean, the the game against Michigan, and then the Friday night game against Wisconsin, those were fight back from behind wins against Michigan, and then the Wisconsin game was, you know, really focusing down. Special teams really played a huge part in that, and and they get a win in that. And I know it's late in the season, but they're coming together, and this couldn't have been a more perfect time. Well, and that's what Coach Anastas has been looking for and working toward all season long. You know, when you you have a team that, as he has said, isn't going to win games on talent alone. Mm -hmm. They're going to win games based on hard work and working together and working smartly during the games and he's been looking for that spark 
to build as the season went on and indeed it has been building so now you've got a team that has won a couple of key games down the stretch and played well in a couple others down the stretch and you go up into this tournament with a fair dose of confidence not a great amount of confidence but you go into it knowing that you played Ohio State four times you tied them three times and you lost another one where you were ahead going into the third period. Yeah. So this is a winnable game. And then you're going to be looking, I believe, at Minnesota. If you get past Ohio State, you should have Minnesota in the semifinals. And that's a team that you've played four times this year, and they've been decided by a total of two goals. Mm -hmm. And they're number one in the nation. Yeah. And then say you get past that one, now you're looking at more than likely either Michigan or Wisconsin, teams that you have just recently beat in the last two weeks of the season. So yeah, you get a little dose of confidence. It's uh, almost, almost like the 2007 NCAA run, yep. where you know the matchups are there. The, the the teams that are lining up are good matchups for you. Yeah, and we talk about the tournament, uh, a new structure this year. Mm -hmm. Instead of doing a, a, a best-of-three series, it's going to be a single-game elimination. I know you've you know been to the last Big Ten tournaments. How do you like this new structure in, in the way it's playing out, and what, when are you actually traveling out to Minnesota? Uh, we'll go out on Wednesday, um, and, and it's, it's a, a little bit of an odd situation where because of the number of teams and the facility demands, um, we, the, the team will have to practice at home on Wednesday and then go up to, uh, to St. Paul, okay. and then we'll play on Thursday. There'll be a, a morning skate opportunity for the team, so they will get a chance on the rink there uh, at the uh, XL Energy Center on Thursday morning, so they won't be stepping into it uh, quite cold, but uh, they will get an opportunity at it on Thursday, I believe. Um, but uh, as, as far as the setup, it, it is a different setup because the other tournaments, the CCHA tournaments for years, have been you know at least one round of best of three, or if you go way back, two games total goals. Um, where you know you had a chance if you if you had an off night the first night you could come back mm -hmm. and win similar to uh, what happened in the WCHA playoffs this year between Alaska and Alaska Anchorage University of Alaska the home team wins the first night Anchorage comes back and wins the next two and advances to the conference tournament so you've got uh, a situation there where you, know, you you have a chance to have an off game and come back. Uh, here you don't. You got to be on your game, and, and and you know you have a bad shift or a bad couple of minutes and, or a bad penalty that you take. You know that could be the deciding factor in it. So it's a little more exciting about that because there is no margin for error now. But you look back at what Michigan State did last year in the CCHA tournaments, and again this is something that. Coach Anastas has been talking to the team about. You go up to Alaska last year, you win the first game, you do go on and win the series. You go down to Miami, you win the first game there. Extrapolate that out to this year, you're in a championship the game. game. Yep. Because you've beaten one team in the first game and you've beaten the second team in the first game and now you're sitting in the championship game.
Do you like the structure? I mean, you've been around this for a while, and it, it just changed. So are, are you thinking this is uh, – is it a time thing that they're trying to do, or do you feel like this is just going to be – more competitive hockey. I mean, it's it's all it's you know, winner go home, no guts, yeah. no glory. You know, it, it fits within the the structure of the other Big Ten tournaments, except for you know, uh, football or basketball, where you have uh, or baseball. I mean, uh, it, it fits within them, except for baseball, where you have the, a losers bracket. But that's a traditional baseball tournament type thing. Um, I think the reason the Big Ten chose to go this way, I think, is just because of it's a numbers game. Yeah. Uh, when you only have six teams, it's tough to have a first round with games on campus because if you do all six teams, obviously, you wind up with three teams that advance instead of four. So it's a numbers thing. It would be difficult to do things on campus. Um, I have a feeling that the league may go to a first round best of three sometime down the road and it's strictly this is just my own opinion I've never heard anybody else express it but they're leaving a little bit of money on the table yeah by not having some games on campus especially in a best two out of three situation because those games in the playoffs the ticket sales don't go to the host institution they go to the conference and so there is some money to be made i mean figure if if you had michigan and ohio state in their big arenas being able to sell tickets and what we saw in the ccha when uh, the ccha did what they called their super six where they had six teams advance and you played two games on Thursday, two games on Friday, and championship on Saturday, the Thursday games were not very well attended mm -hmm. because it's Thursday games and you have to make your plans to get there, and it's Thursday. I mean, uh, you can yeah. you can make your plans to take Friday off, yeah, but it's tougher to make plans to take both Thursday and Friday off. So I, I think there's there's a pragmatic side of me that says, after a couple of years, they may look at that and say, all right, let's have the bottom four teams play a best two out of three series on campus sites, and those two teams advance and do a, 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 a regular final four. Yeah, and that, that would leave, uh, what, a bye for two other teams? It'd, be, it'd, it'd leave a, a bye for the top two teams. They would take that weekend off, and then they'd come in and, and go right to a semifinal game. So I, I just have a sinking feeling that, you know, they're leaving a little bit of money on the table there and that that may change uh, at some point in time. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I think it's going to be good, especially uh, like we talked about, you know, the way that Michigan State is playing right now, I think it just, like, pans out in their favor, you know, like, you know, they're putting everything on the line. they got nothing to lose. They've gotten some, you know, good wins here down the stretch. Mm -hmm. And even though they didn't win Saturday, just the fact that they, you know, pieced together a great 40 minutes to almost climb back and beat the Badgers last night w was almost impressive. But, the, you know, one shot in 20 minutes early, you know, in the post-game press conference, Tom Anastas was saying, you know, you know, I'm disappointed. You know, like, you see, like, how much – slipped away mm -hmm. with not playing 20 minutes of the game. And, and you know, it. What, what we talk about, you know, it is shift by shift, you know, skate by skate, blah, 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 whatever you want to call it. But um, 
but still, it was, it was a great game of hockey last night, you know, climbing back. And I and I don't think anyone, it didn't even seem like people were down in the locker room when I was talking to them. They, you know, they were pretty uplifted, you mm-hmm. know, end of the season. They can't get down, you know, the, the next game is against Ohio State. they got to focus for that. But, you know, rather than it being like 4 nothing or, you know, just the fact that they took those stepping stones to come back into the game and ultimately almost, you know, tying it and forcing another overtime mm-hmm. was very impressive, especially against, you know, what we've talked about, a very good Wisconsin team. Number five in the nation. Uh, you know, you, you don't get a whole lot better than that. And, you know, these are, Wisconsin is a team that's in position right now for an NCAA tournament bid. And because of the experience on that team and the seniors and the size and all that, you know, we could see them in Philadelphia at the Frozen Four. Correct. <laughs> that would be... Um... So, so the site switch then for when it comes down to that, or, or are you talking? Uh, uh, what NCAA? I'm talking about is the NCAA tournament. Oh, okay. So, the, but the, we have to win. Uh, I was talking to Wolf, and he said they have to win out in order to get a bid. It's not like they true. can win two games and get in. It's that's true. No, it, 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 the way the NCAA or the yeah the way the NCAA tournament works, um, it's unlike any other level of NCAA tournament where you know it, we've had so much. Uh, focus here on basketball with with Mark Hollis being a part of the tournament selection committee and you get all the you know the committee gets together and they decide who's in and who's out and all the at-large bids and everything Uh, hockey is is not subjective at all they have a very strict formula um, that they adhere to uh, and no one knows exactly what the formula entails but the folks at uh, College Hockey Online and uh, College Hockey News have uh, come up with something that they believe is very close. It's a mixture of RPI and quality wins and, and all this. Uh, it's comparisons between uh, what your team has done against another team and against common opponents of that other team and all these comparisons and based on the comparisons that you win that puts you in a ranking. They call it a pairwise ranking. Now, we stress that that is not necessarily the formula that the NCAA tournament uses, but experience tells us that if you follow the pairwise rankings, you're in pretty good shape as far as who gets in. And, and there is the only thing that the tournament committee really does is determine where these games take place. So, you know, they have the latitude to say if a North Dakota is in a position to be placed somewhere out east, uh, that if there's another eastern team that's supposed to be playing in the west, they can swap those two teams so that it's easier for the fans to get to a regional site. But uh, as far as who actually gets in, the formula determines that, not somebody voting and saying, well, these guys are playing pretty well at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. They decide, you know, we, we think they should get in. It's the top 16 teams based on this formula, minus anybody who drops out because uh, somebody has won an automatic tournament bid who is below that 16 level. So, as an example, last night going into the last games of the regular season for the Big Ten, Michigan was ranked 16th out of that pairwise. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were in danger because Atlantic Hockey's qualifier will be from 
beneath that 16 level. So Michigan would have been out of the NCAA tournament. Their big win over Minnesota last night at Yost Arena bumped them from 16 up to 12. And now they'd be safe as of right now. But you look at what one loss and one win Can do has for done for that Michigan team. You know, now you know you look at they've got to play Penn State in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, a team that they split their season series with, by the way, even though Penn State is last place in the league. So you know, Michigan, I think they have to win that game. Yeah. And then it should be Michigan against Wisconsin, I believe, and they may have to win that game as well to guarantee themselves a shot at the NCAA tournament. Depending on how everything else plays right. out. Depending on, on what else is going on. And when you're a bubble team like that, looking at the NCAA tournament, you really hope there are no upsets yeah. in any of the conference tournaments. Because for every upset, that's one fewer team that's in the top 16 that gets in. That happened a couple of years ago. I believe it was to Northern Michigan where they would have been uh, 13th or or 14th in the pairwise, but because of some upsets, they didn't make it. Yeah, it's it's a weird structure, or a, a different formula, something you don't see, and I and I and I like it too, though, because it's based on quality wins and who you're beating, and mm-hmm. I like how that's on a scale rather than you know wins, losses, and people voting and and doing all that jazz. And I think and, you know it's a little different than. Uh, you know, like basketball, you know, March Madness being right around the corner is because there's, when it comes to that, I mean, there's like so many, there's thousands and thousands of conferences is what it seems like. And some Eastern Kentucky or whatever can win a game and that gets them a bid. But I mean, I understand what you're saying. Atlantic hockey, you know, if they win their tournament, they get in. I understand like they, it's kind of like similar in a sense, but when when you come down to the, to the numbers and it's not voting, it's, you know, quality wins, how your team's played all season, you know, who you really beat because that really determines how good your team is or how your team ranks amongst everyone else. Well, it it does take the the argument that you and I will both hear this evening uh, when we watch the NCAA basketball tournament selection show Mm -hmm. about, you know, well, this team was the first one out. This one was the second one out. But these, these guys made it, and this team should have been in, you know, like say Minnesota was a bubble team and Providence gets in. Yeah. And you say, okay, well, Minnesota has had a better strength of schedule than Providence. They should be in. Providence should be out. You can't do that in hockey yeah. because it is it is the entire season plays out and, and how you do over the course of 34 or 36 games, depending on how many you're playing, you know, that determines whether you're in or out. And there's there's no way to deny it. Yeah, I, and I just like the structure of hockey. We'll just stick with that. We won't, we were not going to get into the basketball. It seemed like <laughs> he's in, they're out, strength of schedule, who'd they play, how many points they put up, how much water they drink. I'm yeah. just kidding. Um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> well, let's uh, dive into now. Um, I, I, I hope all the listeners have a good grasp of how everything works with the pairwise and everything. So all we're trying to say is Michigan State has to win out in order to get into the NCAA tournament. In order to get in, the Spartans are going to need an automatic bid. Yeah, and Michigan's on that bubble team like we were talking about. If they win, they might have to win two to actually get in. If they lose, 
everything can get flip-flopped in or in and out, but all we want is competitive hockey. That's all I would like to see. I don't want to see any blowouts. Um, I think any everyone else can agree, whether it be Minnesota versus Penn State or us versus Penn State or versus Ohio State. I think it's going to be all it's going to be great hockey throughout the Big Ten tournament. And you know, we you said Thursday. You know, we're taking on the Ohio State Buckeyes, a team that we've tied three times. Shootouts almost pretty, what, almost six out of the last seven times we've played them. I think it's gone to a shootout or even overtime. Uh, teams that really have matched up very well throughout the years and throughout this past season. But Michigan State just hasn't been able to get over that Buckeye Homper, whatever you want to call that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what do you think ultimately that this team really needs to focus on in order to get past Ohio State in the first round? We talked about it being single game single game a little elimination you know they got to be shift by shift they can't take a you know they have to have a good start unlike you know what we've seen this you know throughout the season you know what is it that this Spartan team needs to do to focus on going into Ohio State coming up this Thursday? Well, it, it, like you said, first off, the first five minutes, Michigan State has to stay clean. Yes. I mean, there's there's just no doubt about it. You cannot let a team get up on you in the first minute and a half to two minutes as has happened the last four games straight. So there has to be a real emphasis on the first five minutes of the game. You've got to be competitive. You've got to go at Ohio State. You have to play a physical brand of hockey. Let them know you're in the building. And uh, and and that will kind of make them take a little bit of a step back. And then after that, it's one shift at a time. You just have to win every shift. Uh, stay solid defensively. You can't get sucked down into the into the zone too deep, and uh, you just have to play your game, play the the type of hockey that this Michigan State team has been playing over the last couple of weeks, and uh, that'll give you a chance. Uh, there, there's no two ways about it. It's a it's a four versus five matchup. It's supposed to be close. It's going to be close, and uh, you just gotta hope that Michigan State finds that goal somewhere. That can put them over the over the top, and uh, the way they've been playing the last couple of weeks, yeah, the, the chances are they can get there. Yeah, and they've been fighting the back of the net, which is which is very good and important. You know, everyone's you know building confidence. The power play, four power play goals over the weekend, three on Friday, one on Saturday, and then uh, I mean, you look at the 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 regular season against Ohio State; those are two to one losses or two to two ties, shootout losses, whatever you know ties I, they're not shootout losses but you know the eventually lost in a shootout but right. it's, it, this team has you know been scoring goals and that's what I'm thinking um you know when it comes down to it like you're talking about being physical and know that they're there in the last few games I mean against Michigan and then against Wisconsin they they've been the forecheck has been impressive like mm-hmm. the way they've been digging down in quarters and you know you actually see a sense of a cycle and, and you know working the puck low and actually wearing out you know the Badgers this past weekend and, and getting really good scoring opportunities and, you know, out shooting them in, uh, you know, back-to-back periods and really bringing it to them. I, I think that doing that against Ohio State is very key. Like mm-hmm. you said, the first five minutes, that's huge. It's, you mentioned the cycle, and more important than the fact that they've been able to set up the cycle and they've been able to do it, they've been able to do something with it, too. Yeah. You know, you, you, you can cycle it in the corner all you want, if you don't eventually get it out in front and try to get a shot on goal, it doesn't do anything except get you tired. Yep. So, you know, they've been able to do that. And, and so it, it's almost like the light is finally turning on 
for this team here down the stretch, and it's a good thing that it is. You know, the, it's it's all coming together at the right time, which is exactly what Coach Anastas was uh, turning towards. Correct. And a huge is is probably the biggest question of the day. Who do you put between the pipes, though? I mean, you have Yannickeff, who came in against Michigan after <clears throat> Hildy had a bad night. Friday night's game was Hildy, really rough start, gets pulled. Mm-hmm. And then senior night, obviously, you're going to have to go with Will. And, and, you, and you stuck with him. I mean, after those, a few of those goals he couldn't see or, you know, power play goals are tough. And, you know, Anastas Ashton said there are a couple easy ones that went in. But going into this tournament... Who who do you put in though? Oh, I I, I think you go you go with Jake Hildebrand. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I I think Jake has earned that over the course of the season. Yeah. Will has shown that he is a good goaltender. Um, there's there's no two ways about it. Uh, the kid has some talent, but when you you look at the body of work over the entire season. Um, especially the games against Ohio State. Jake had him in every single one of those games. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I don't think you uh, you take that away from him. I think uh, you, you go with Jake. Um, he did have a, a rough start on Friday against Wisconsin, but you know this is a kid that kind of had his confidence shaken a little bit against Michigan the week before. And he did come back and played very well against Wisconsin down the stretch and uh, maintained the lead when, when the pressure was on at the end of the game. So I, I don't think there's any question that you go with Jake Hildebrand in that. Yeah, I think I think it's a good call, too. I mean, it's towards the later stages of the season. You know, you, you're giving Will a shot. He played good uh, against Michigan, played good against Wisconsin. You know, had kind of a shaky night last night, but it was senior night, so, you know, you know he's going to get the mm-hmm. call. But I do agree, Jake Hillebrand has been solid. He's more of a bigger goaltender. He takes up a little bit more of the net. He's not as tall as Will, but, I mean, he's just an all-around good goaltender. I mean, his record doesn't show for it, but he's kept Michigan State in a lot of these games and mm-hmm. moving forward, and I think I think he played in every single game against Ohio State. So it's yep. a goaltender that has seen what Ohio State is, has a feel for the players, has a feel for how they play. Um what are your prediction the predictions though? Not only Michigan State, you know, first round and, and moving forward, mm-hmm. if that seems to be the case, but for the rest of the tournament, how, how do you think this is going to pan out? Well, you know, I'm I'm the eternal optimist, and and uh, yes, uh, anyone who's li- listened to uh, Rob and I call a game, you know that we're homers. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> we 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 don't shy away from that fact. So, uh, of course, I think Michigan State's going to go all the way and uh, and and be in the championship game. Um, but no, I, I I believe that Michigan State has a very good chance against Ohio State. Yeah, uh, I do too. Just, just based on the body of work, yeah, they tied three times, they lost one, but again, that one loss was basically a minute and a half of the start of the third period where Ohio State scored twice and came from behind to take the lead, and that was at a point in time when Michigan State was having trouble scoring goals to get back into games. Now we're seeing the scoring starting to come around. I like the lines that Coach Anastas has put together right now and the way they're all working together. Um, I I think that uh, there is a very good chance that Michigan State could play more than one game up in in St. Paul over the weekend. I think Michigan and Penn State... Boy, you know that's a toss-up, especially it, it, with how Michigan's been playing late, lately. They've been, they're, they're, those are 
Michigan this year has been a team that's been up and down. So you never know what they're going to get. And, you know, a Penn State team, kind of like almost Michigan State, more of a bottom-of-the-pack team. And, yeah. you know, they're going to lay it all on the line. They beat them at Yost, which is a difficult thing to do. It, and it they certainly sp- is. It, it certainly is. And I think that uh, Guy Godowski's got a real good start going there in, in Happy Valley, and, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with sooner rather than later in the Big Ten. But I just got a feeling that, uh, you know, Red Berenson – knows what buttons to push and when you when it gets to playoff time he pushes all the right buttons with that team and it comes together you've seen it in in other seasons when that team has been struggling all season long it gets to playoff time and it's like they all say all right now it's time to win and they start winning yeah so i i gotta figure that michigan's gonna advance uh, and face Wisconsin. Now, Michigan versus Wisconsin, that's going to be a battle. Yeah. I, that's going to be a knockdown, drag-out battle. By and, only by. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it's almost like, you know, the, the the winner, assuming Michigan State does advance over Ohio State as as it's playing in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then you got Michigan State and, and Minnesota, and I think the winner of that Michigan State-Minnesota game is going to be watching the Michigan-Wisconsin matchup and thinking, you know, whichever team comes out, they're going to be pretty bloodied. Yeah. And, and you know, the, it could be a little bit easier pickings uh, for the team that advances. Um, so, yeah, I think the Final Four, in, in the way things are going to play out in my mind, of course, we know already Minnesota and Wisconsin will be there. Uh, I think Michigan and Michigan State have a good chance to advance. And then, um, you know, Katie bar the door at that point. Yeah, I, I think I, I think it's going to be five fantastic hockey games. Oh no, I I don't doubt it either. Especially with the you know the play that we've seen from all these teams in the Big Ten conference throughout the season. It's it's been great, and and, and the way that the Spartans have been playing lately, but also that the Spart the way the Spartans have played against these teams throughout the season. Mm-hmm. I you know when in the locker room those guys are like you know we're at that point you know we they've beaten every team. You know, mm-hmm. They've beaten every I, team in the Big Ten, so it's not like be, anything's new. I wouldn't be surprised to see three, maybe even four of those five games go overtime. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, you know, they, the the teams are all so good, and uh, they seem to be playing well here at the end of the season. Don't take too much out of that Michigan win over Minnesota last night. The, the Gophers had wrapped up the conference championship, the number one seed, the night before, they put a backup goaltender in. Shabrowski's a very good goalie, but he's not Adam Wilcox. And uh, I can remember, as a matter of fact, we were talking about it last night. There was a game years and years ago, uh, real early in my career with the Spartans, where Michigan State had wrapped up the CCHA championship with a game to go um, on, on the road at Lake Superior and then had to go to northern Michigan the next night. And uh, Joe Blackburn was the backup goalie. Chad Albin was the starter, and Joe got absolutely shelled by Northern Michigan on their senior night yeah. that night. It was amazing because, you know, the guys, there really was nothing left to play for yeah. at that point. And uh, so I wouldn't take too much over uh, uh, about Michigan uh, slapping Minnesota around like they did. Yeah, uh, I think maybe a few Michigan fans will be doing that. So, but uh, yeah. as you said, you know, backup goaltender and they already you know solidified a spot. It's almost like on a team in the NFL has playoff spot. They play all their backups. You don't, you mm-hmm. know, you're not really worried about. Oh, hey, this is an upset. 
but you know, on all, they win. They help their pairwise rankings. They'll be yep. playing Penn State. Michigan State faces off Ohio State on Thursday. You're heading out Wednesday after the morning skate here. Mm-hmm. Uh, safe travels to you and the team as you travel to Minnesota for the Big Ten tournament. And well, well, based on our travel arrangements the last couple of trips and, and what has happened with not being able to, to skate on Thursday either time, uh, we know we'll be skating on Thursday this time. Yeah, Let's that, just put it that way. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Well, there you have it. Uh, another show behind the mask. Once again, the voice of Michigan State Hockey, Scott Moore. Scott, thanks for joining the show once again. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to 88.9 FM Behind the Mask. Once again, I'm your host, David DeFever, here at the basement in the basement of Holden Halls, uh, just uh, wrapping up the season, uh, Big Ten hockey and the regular season, along with our predictions, and what we think the Spartan team needs to do in order to make a good run at the Big Ten Tournament. Until next time, see you later. Awesome. All right. Thanks for coming in once again. No problem. Huge. Um, probably be giving you a call after the Big Ten Tournament. Okay. <laughs> um, all these games are being televised, correct? I think Big Ten Network is going to run all of them. Or yes. stream them or... No, I think I think they'll because they won't be able to do any men's or women's basketball.